guys, this is Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Things. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. We're your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Beautiful gets me every time. I like to be positive. Self care, guys. Um, Self love. What would Lizzo do? That is honestly, mm-hmm. we need to get that going. What would Lizzo do? Right? I said I forget what it was. I said something at work the other day. I was like, oh, I'm such a mess. And my friend's like, no, you're not. And I said, you're right. Lizzo wouldn't treat me like this. That's right? actually amazing. Because talk to yourself the way Lizzo would talk to her. Do you know her song Truth Hurts was yes. actually recorded, I think, in like 2017? Really? Yeah. Like, it's not a new song. It just came to the public I recently. remember when she hosted Drag Race. And they um, lip sync to Good as Hell. And I was like, do you know that one? Yes, of course I do. Literally, I was at I was at a stoplight, a long stoplight by a shopping center. And they, there were like these guys like unloading a delivery truck for whatever. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm dancing and I'm saying I have my windows down. And I'm just like screaming Lizzo. And this is a long ass light. And I just look, and these people are just staring at me. I'm, like, dancing. I'm, like, I do my head toss, check my neck. And I'm, like, do I? I am acting out the lyrics. And I look over, and they're just, like, okay. I, I love Lizzo. I, you, you know, there was a meme that I posted the other day, and it was, like, when you're in a um, when you're in a healthy ass relationship, but you're still but you still will scream out the oh, words from truth. You could have had a bad, bad bitch. bitch. Like literally, so true though. Like every uh, when I was at the Jonas Brothers concert, oh. the DJ played that song, and the room, the whole mess is where garden, like literally shook from how many girls were screaming this song. I love that. It felt so amazing. I felt united. I was like, all right, I feel super feminist right yes. now. Like, <laughs> Did you see there's a video going around of like, I think it might have been Jonas Brothers concert or something. They were playing Lizzo um, like while everyone was going in. And there's this video. I'll, re- I'll retweet it on our Twitter and at JGT Podcast. <laughs> and it's like this like, 50-something-year-old white dad, and he's, like, he's got his T-shirt, like, tucked into his jeans. Amazing. And he's, like, dancing to Lizzo. I love dads like that. I know. Super supportive dads. Um, But I actually wanted to have you talk about this on the podcast. So last episode, um, you know, we both were feeling under the weather, but you in particular were not feeling good (laughs) during the actual episode. And, you know, upset stomach, you know, we were going to film two episodes in once, but you weren't up to it. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Do you care to explain what the, uh, what the diagnosis was with that? I was like being too healthy with my diet and I hear more and I, I cut out soda and started drinking water in the morning and my stomach like didn't know what to do with itself. <laughs> so I wake up and I like chug a Diet Coke to wake me up, mm-hmm. right? That's like my morning. Like I, you know, how people are like, don't talk to me before I have my coffee. Okay. Don't talk to me before <laughs> I've had my Diet Coke. I'm 100% You need that serious. on your gravestone. Yes, exactly. Like do not talk to me before I've had my Diet Coke. Like just like the ice cold um, can wakes you up, you know what I mean? And you like diet rather than regular? Uh, in the morning, yes. Okay. Usually any other part of the day, 
whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they both have their pros and cons. Yeah. Like with the sweeteners, but the calories, what the fuck ever. I don't know. But since I'm so used to chugging a beverage in the morning, mm-hmm. and I don't usually eat breakfast, I chug, I've been chugging water. And then just having like half of a protein bar because that's usually what I have for breakfast because I'm just not hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. And on an empty stomach, I chugged like a whole huge ass bottle of water and my stomach was like, what? What is this strange substance? <laughs> and I actually- Why am I feeling good? It. Literally, I went, the day we were supposed to record and I had to cancel, it was, I had had like- like a, a, a big bottle of water and only a couple bites of a bagel and my stomach was like not can't relate <laughs> unfamiliar and it just took care of itself and so I, moral of the story guys if you're eating unhealthy don't stop because you will get you sick. will get sick it's, i said to my mom i was like it's it's like that episode of drake and josh shout out to my boyfriend drake bell i miss you um <laughs> call me yeah call me uh, follow me on Twitter. Send me an email, Drake Bell, <laughs> at justgoldythingspodcast at gmail.com. We better and, get an email. Oh, my God. Anyways, but that it's, there's that episode where he makes a bet with Josh that Josh can't play video games, but Drake can't eat junk food, and he breaks out in hives and has to see a doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. Or like when I was with Rebecca, and I was like, I'll have a morning snack of some melon, and I got food poisoning. And I, I was it's like, all the signs. It's your, it's your guardian angel telling you. But you know your what? Your spirit guides telling you. You know what I had for you. breakfast today? What? I had a diet coke, um, half of a bagel, and like a handful of pretzels, and like a little thing of chocolate, like a. Bite do you of feel a better? Chocolate bar. I feel fine. Wow. I could do. You know what I mean? Like it. Anyways. So, uh, all right. Well, well talking, story, <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about Hollywood diets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> today, we thought about talking about celebrity ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And actually, now that I'm thinking about the title of or the subject of this episode, my first ever audition that I had didn't book, but had <laughs> was for celebrity ghost stories. No way. Yeah, it was for celebrity ghost stories. And I, at that point, I was. 17, 18, mm-hmm. 16, somewhere around there. It was like around the time we started teens, meeting. Yeah. And um, I remember I was so excited for this audition because I loved, you know, the paranormal back then yeah. and I loved watching that show. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, if I could recreate like a celebrity and pretend yeah. to be them in a paranormal experience. And um, I remember going into the audition and it wasn't any lines, it was just all improv and it had to be me reacting to seeing a shadow in the corner of my room. And then that was the audition. And I was so so stoked. I was like, I got this. I definitely (laughs) didn't get it. And I didn't get hundreds of auditions after that. But um, it was just, it's just one of those moments, like my first ever audition. And it had something to do with the paranormal, so. That's so weird. My first audition in the city was for, I don't think it was Celebrity Ghost Stories, but some, I think it was like a crime reenactment or something. Okay. And I was sitting, and I sit in a, and I was, I actually, it was at Pearl Studios. Oh my God, So I was like, yeah. I'm a star. Yeah. <laughs> like, look out, like. It touches your sunglasses. This is, this is my moment. Yeah, I. Sunglasses indoors in winter and I. Such a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And it was for something like that. And I sat down in the room and they were, and I'm like, I'm ready for my motherfucking close-up. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. They have no idea what's about to happen. You know, yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're about to see. And they were like, okay, we need you to sit down and send a text. Look, pretend you're sending a text and then react like you're surprised to a text coming back and then get really upset. I'm like, okay, I got this. But I was too realistic, so I was waiting for a response from the text. So I would, so I had my little slide phone out and I sent the text and then I'd sit there for like 10 seconds and then I'd get it again and they're like, okay, we need you to move a little faster. <laughs> they were just like, um, they wanted to be in the nicest way possible, uh, moron, um, yeah. <laughs> let's speed this Time's up. Time's of the motherfucking essence. So I think they gave me like two or three shots and they're like, all right, uh, have a good day. Did and they I, even tell you you did a good job? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they, they always they do. The, you know, like, all right, awesome. Um, we'll <laughs> let you know. The difference between, like, you'll hear from us and we'll let you know is... That's pretty crucial. Yeah. For sure. I, I got in the elevator with my mom and I just started cracking up. I was like, <laughs> mom, it was terrible. And I must have been about, like, 14 or 15. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like okay, maybe I'll just go into real estate. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Right into real estate. So how many minutes in are we already? (laughs) Too many. Too many. But I think this is good that we're talking about this because we're talking about celebrity ghost stories on camera. Like we're talking about actresses, singers, directors, all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. Um, So... Lily, do you want to start with your first celebrity ghost story? Sure, I will. Okay, so my first one is Ariana Grande. Thank you. Next. Oh my gosh. Do I do you remember when I told you about um I'll tell you later. Oh god. Uh because no one no one cares. Anyways, <laughs> no one else cares. So this is Ariana Grande. <laughs> And it's funny you say thank you next because that was a couple episodes ago was thank you next yes. for reincarnation. Yes. Okay. So this is an interview that she had with Complex Magazine. And she said, I've had a ghost demon experience. We were in Kansas City a few weeks ago and we went to this haunted castle and we were so excited. The next night we wanted to go to Stoll Cemetery, which is known as one of the seven gates to hell on earth. Oh, I like it already. (laughs) I felt this sick, overwhelming feeling of negativity over the whole car, and we smelled sulfur, which is the sign of a demon, and there was a fly on the car randomly, which is another sign of a demon. Nice. I was like, this is scary. Let's leave. (laughs) That would be me, too, honestly. Um, I rolled down the window before we left and said, we apologize. We didn't mean to disrupt your peace. (laughs) That's so sweet. I love her. Then I took a picture, and there are three super distinct faces in the picture. They're faces of textbook demons. Ooh. I was going... Pictures or it didn't happen, Ariana. Yeah, picture or it didn't happen. I'll, I'll tweet her. She, <laughs> she knows me. We're ponytail sisters. Sisters. <laughs> we are sisters. Was that Cheetah Girls? Yeah. Uh, I was going to sleep about two weeks ago. I had just gotten off the phone, and as soon as I closed my eyes, I heard this really loud rumble right by my head. When I opened my eyes, it stopped immediately. But when I closed my eyes, it started again with whispers. Every time I closed my eyes, I started seeing these really disturbing images with, like, red shapes. 
Then I opened my eyes and got back on the phone and was like, I'm really scared and I don't want to go to bed tonight. <laughs> then I scooched over to the left side of my bed because that's where the best service is in my room. <laughs> and there was this massive black matter. It was like a cloud of something black right next to me. I started crying. I was on the phone like, what do I do? What do I do? And they said, tell it to F off. <laughs> I thought, I'm not going to do that. It's going to upset it. So I'm just going to chill and not feed into it because all it wants is fear. That's actually really smart of her, though. And yeah. I, I'd be honestly probably like, fuck off. I'd be calling my mom. Like, I'm going to square up with it. I like to think that I'd be calm and be like, it's okay, sweetie. Like, you're just presenting yourself for recognition. But in reality, like, I've had dreams where that happens and I wake up screaming. Really? So I don't think yeah. I'm that calm and peaceful. No, I can't. That's, that's the situation is like, you can talk this big game, but if that's actually, like, if you're actually in that situation, how are you going to react? Yeah, no. I And I tell myself. I got to put you on scare tactics. No, please so don't. So we can see how you the actually react. The whole episode would just be me getting bleeped out. <laughs> It'd just be one beep. <laughs> which is a sensor over your face. Just yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I'll just go in with a ski mask on yeah. so they don't have to worry about sending it to post-production. Um, anyways. So it feeds on fear. I watched it move to the front of my bed. Then I fell asleep on the phone. I woke up and it was gone. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they might have brought something in from that um, from the Stull Cemetery, if you ask me. I think so too. I want I want to check when this was because she was going through a really rough time. For she's like a really, year. you know what? Like she's been going through some shit. <laughs> like I feel bad for her. Like she, you know. She, you know, I, I know a lot of people call her like a diva and like all this stuff, but you, I, I genuinely believe you have to, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes sometimes because she's, you know. I love when she was like, I'm not Big Sean's ex. I'm not Niall's possible new girl. I'm Ariana Grande. And if that's not interesting enough for you, don't talk to me. That's so iconic. <laughs> I was like, yeah! That's amazing. <laughs> all right. Here's actually, I was like, when I was doing the research too, I saw like, this story for Ariana Grande, but I knew you were doing it, so I didn't look into it. But at the beginning of the article read, uh, it was like, donut licking Ariana Grande. <laughs> like, wasn't even, like, iconic pop singer. It was donut, donut licking Ariana Grande. I was like, I, that's hysterical. Okay. So on to a next huge celebrity. We have Miley Cyrus, a.k.a. Hannah Montana. Yeah! God, that was my childhood, Hannah Montana. I hated it. No way. Yeah. Why? You know, looking back, like, she was a kid. You know what I mean? So she wasn't the best actor. And she had, and her singing was a very pop Disney Channel sound. Oh, hell Which yeah. wasn't. You're a cup of tea. I didn't like it. And I was like, and I think it was also because a lot of like the popular girls in my grade loved it. And mm. uh, I really did. And I, we did not get along. <laughs> so I think that's not why I didn't like it. I think it was more of just like I saw it and it just made me think of them. And I was like, Jesus Definitely Christ. like a bias, like a bad taste yeah, in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Because they were all saying, I was like, shut the I just remember with Ari, well, Ariana Grande now, uh, Hannah Montana, 
I always wanted to be Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I always wanted her closet in Hannah Montana. Where oh, like, you know what? Me too. Yeah, you can't hate on that. That's pretty awesome. And even when she came out with Party in the USA, even though I still couldn't stand her, I was like, that's a bop. And it, it still is. is. It's still to this day. And yeah. like, nobody's perfect. Message around the world, every age can relate. So who was your like favorite character on Hannah Montana? On Hannah Montana? Probably Jackson, Jason Earls' character, the yeah. brother. And he was like 30, He right? was like 30-something. Yeah, he's old on the show, which is weird. Uh, but then I also, liked, I also liked Rico, and he'd be like, Rico! <laughs> <laughs> I loved him, too. Uh, what was it? I, re- I do remember um, he and Jackson made a food together. Yeah, the nacho thing. Um, what's his name? Oh my no, God. no, no, no. It was like uh, the... What do you mean? Like something. The jerky and the cheese. Yeah. Uh, tur- uh, I don't know. I'll I'll look it up. Keep keep. But anyway, about. um, yeah. So point being to this was this is Miley Cyrus's uh, celebrity ghost story. So it uh, so the article reads that when Miley was on her European tour, she had rented a London apartment across the road from Harrods, and she says it was haunted. She said. I was touring in Europe and I needed a home base, so if I were to go to Ireland, I would just come back. I used to have an apartment in London right across the street from Harrods, and I used to have a place right there, and it was really haunted, and I had to move. That's not a lie. It was seriously so terrifying. It used to be an old bakery, and they turned it into an apartment building, and I was having really crazy dreams and really scary things happening to me. And one night, my little sister, it sounds crazy to tell you, but she was standing in the shower, and all of a sudden, I hear her scream. I run in there, and the water had somehow flipped to hot, but it was still. It wasn't like the water had changed, had just changed. The knob was still turned to what it originally was, which was like a lukewarm, but she hadn't turned it to make it to the point where it literally was burning hot. Like, it was burning her, and she was really red. So, um... She continues by saying, before I felt this, I thought I had seen a little boy sitting on the sink watching me take a shower, so that really freaked me out. I was sitting there the next night, and maybe I'm crazy, but I could have sworn I could see this little boy sitting there on the sink kicking his feet. My mom was getting mad that we were looking into it because she thought it was going to scare Noah, which is her little sister. Mm -hmm. So then my aunt, who we hadn't told anything about this, comes in and she starts freaking out. And she's like, I had no idea what happened, but I left the apartment and I came back and all the doors and windows were open. I locked the apartment. I'm like, (laughs) tell my mom she doesn't believe that anything is happening in the apartment. So she told her and I'm like, mom, see, I'm not making this up. Three or more things happened after that. I will never say there again. Liam, Liam Hemsworth, had an experience. My mom had experience. We all had these crazy experiences, and it was terrifying. So then when we started looking into it, we found out that this guy and his son, this guy who owned the bakery, it was one of these where the dad owns it and the dad... uh, the dad owns it, and then there was this older man that owned it, and his son lived with him there, and I guess the wife died or something, and it's because she had gotten sick. So it was just the son and the dad that lived there in the bakery, and then the dad died, and then the son took over the bakery, and I thought I was seeing the son. I'm not even kidding. So after all this research <laughs> and all the experiences, they moved out to the Soho Hotel. <laughs> so all ends well, but um, yeah, 
That was a pretty detailed description of what happened to Miley Cyrus on her European tour at her home base. Um, yeah, that's really creepy, like seeing a little kid watching you take a shower. You know. I don't want... I couldn't imagine... No. And that's even scary. Like, I feel like that's... um. That's like Final Destination where, like, you're taking a shower and then all of a sudden the water that you have on just starts getting hotter and hotter and then you can't get out of the, t- out of the shower and then it, like, burns your skin and then you start melting. Oh, no. Does that happen to one of them or are you pitching the idea? Oh, I'm just pitching the idea. All right. I just feel like that's very Final Destination-esque. Like, if they were to come out okay. with, like, a 15th movie, yeah, that yeah. would be, like, something. <laughs> that actually, like, I mean... There's a lot of I I haven't watched all of them in full, yeah. but there are certain scenarios that like I'll like if I like like when I've been in tanning beds or like um, when I'm behind a, a truck that has something yeah. in the back, yeah. I'm like all right, this is where I'm gonna go. I'm either not gonna be able to get out of this tanning bed or this truck it's is gonna immediately stop and the log is gonna come yeah. through my front window. I've, yeah. I, I think um, another one that I saw once, not in a Final Destination, but in something, was a wheel that was loose on a car. And the road that I take to get to you and that you would take to get to me, um, one, of, one of the highways is an interstate. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of big, like... I saw like a like a ten wheeler truck. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Huge. And I saw once in a movie or a TV show or on the news, one of the wheels comes off oh as God. you're passing them oh, and like no. flies into the car. And actually, every time I go to pass like a Mack truck or anything, I speed fast because yeah. I'm genuinely afraid. I of get that. nervous when I'm between two trucks. Like I'm in a three lane highway or whatever, oh, and God. there's a truck on my side. And on my left and on my right, I just will zoom at, I don't care if it's 90, I don't care if it's 190, <laughs> like I will zoom right past so I'm not there for it's, as little as possible. That always makes me think of that scene in Finding Nemo when they have to go between the two rocks mm-hmm. and it's all dark and gross and they're like, we're going to go above and then, you know, Dory gets stung, but <laughs> still it reminds me of that and you're just like, oh. Yeah, no. Yeah. I just realized I'm drinking water out of a skull cap. I feel like that's very a like skull cap, skull cup, <laughs> skull cup, skull cap. All right, I maybe should put something in this drink. <laughs> Don't drink too much water, you'll get sick. Seriously, and it's like a whole jug. But um, yeah, I'm definitely you know I was downstairs going through my stuff because I want to like decorate now, mm-hmm. like a little more fall. Yeah, I'm starting to get the fall sense down. Mm-hmm. Um. But I want. I, I saw my Halloween box, and I'm like, it's December 12th when we're filming this. I'm like, is it too soon to put up Halloween what decorations? Month is it? September. Wait, what did <laughs> I say? December. December. Oh my god, September. Okay. All right. So the next story. Let's do Demi Lovato. Let's do that. I love her. Let's see what Demi's up to. So, this is something. This is a little chat she had with BuzzFeed. So she says, I go ghost hunting. My, I like her already. My, right? I knew I liked her. My house in Texas is so ridiculously haunted. Not by a bad spirit, but a little girl. I think her name is Emily. I've had a medium, I've had a medium come over and ghost hunters, and they both told me the same name, Emily. There were, there were so many times that I saw her when I was growing up. I saw her in my closet one time 
when I was three years old, my mom caught me talking to something by myself. She asked, who are you talking to? And I said, my best friend, Emily. She's playful. (laughs) (laughs) She'd probably be around 11 or 12 years old, maybe younger. One of my friends, Tucker, came over one time and he asked, so your house is haunted? I said, yeah, just watch. Something will happen. Something always happens. We started to watch a movie when all of a sudden a laptop in my kitchen started to play a movie also. It was a black screen before, so it was a question of who turned it on and hit play. And after that, Tucker texted a friend saying, I think this house is haunted. A movie just turned on by itself. (laughs) And there was a glitch in his phone that kept texting him back the word definitely over and over again. Happened about 30 times. That's way too coincidental. It's one thing if, like, your phone flubs up because mine does that a lot, but yeah. that's a little too much. Imagine if excessive. it came from a name that said Emily, but it didn't, I don't think. I feel like if it did, that would have been included. There was another time when my uncle was in the living room watching TV and a balloon came down the stairs and turned around on the banister. I have crazy footage of just orbs flying through the air. It's crazy stuff. I believe that everyone can tune into that part of their mind. I think I have a really strong connection to the afterlife. My mom's friend is a medium, and we've talked about things. Stuff will just happen. When I walk into a room, I can tell if something has happened there or not, or if a hotel is haunted. I feel like the more present you are in your everyday life, the more aware you are of your surroundings and the energy in the room. When you're sensitive to energy, you can tell if something is off or happening. Everyone can be open to it if they open their mind. And I agree with I that. I a thousand percent agree with that. Yeah. I, I think that that's why... Well, you know what's interesting, though, is I kind of have, like, like um, conflicting theories, though. Because I feel like either, like, when you're open to seeing things, that's when you see things. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's the people that are skeptics at first that, like, they experience things. And okay. they're, like... Like, that's what makes them a believer. Yeah, that opens their eyes to it. Because I feel like I've met so many people that are believers and they're like, oh, I want an experience so bad. And, like, I think that it's, like, because they're keeping their mind too open. Yeah. That, like, nothing's happening. That's me. Yeah, that's me too. But then there's also people that, like, don't believe in things and then they'll tell me stories. And I'm like, like, Mike, he, like, I think he believes in the paranormal, but... Like, not to the caliber that I do. Yeah. And, um, like, he'll, like, he'll tell me a story, and I'm like, yeah, like, you grew up in, like, a haunted place. Like, ah, no. Like, he tries to explain it. Like, <laughs> or he'll try to explain the situation. I'm like, no, that was, like, a paranormal yeah. activity. Like, that was, yeah. You saw a ghost. Were you ever at any point a skeptic, or were you like this? Really no. Like- I, I always believed. What about you? Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh... Yeah, I think. Well, I think. I think certain stories. I was skept. I've been skeptical about, or oh, I haven't believed. For sure. But the whole concept of like there being an afterlife, or like there being ghosts or spirits, like I definitely believe there's something, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, my next story. It's actually gonna be two, um, two celebrities and ones because there's actually these two. Uh, there's one actor and one's a singer. They've had similar experiences. Oh, I almost... Yeah. I didn't read that one. Yeah, but this is, like, related to the person I'm going to start with. So I'm going to be talking about Kesha. This is so good! So (laughs) 
keep calm, folks, because Kesha, the TikTok singer, saw a ghost. And not only did she see a ghost, she said she had sex with one. <laughs> All right? Like, that, okay. So, pretty much the story goes that in 2012, um, she had an interview with Ryan Seacrest, and she said that she had an experience that was truly out of this world in her early days of fame. She says, I've got a song called Supernatural, and it's about having sex with a ghost. I never heard the song, by the way. Um, Me neither, but I'll listen to it. Yeah, I need to listen to the lyrics now. I lived in this flop house at Rural Canyon, and there was this weird energy that lived there, and it used to keep me up at night and wake me up, and it progressed into this dark sexual spirit. Oh, boy. The dark sexual spirit never revealed his name to her. He was a ghost, she said, as in, duh. However, she added, I'm very open to it. As for whether it spooked her out even a little bit, she admitted it did. It did scare me, but that's part of the fun of it. Oh, boy. Oh, Kesha's uh, kinky. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Wow, you guys really can't have any excuse. You're like, oh, like, I haven't gotten laid in so long. Like, go fuck a ghost. There's clearly a lot of ghosts out there that just want to get their about, ghost dick wet. Talk about getting ghosted! <laughs> wow, oh, it, seems like, it seems like this ghost did ghost her, though. Well, it's like an incubus then, right? Although, I've, incubuses are like demons, right? Yeah. I mean, it could she could have fucked a demon. True. I mean, I mean, especially if he didn't call her back the next day. Hey! Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty hellish no, of him. In, the incubus is that's the one who's a man, right? Because there's incubus and succubus. Oops. I don't remember to be honest with you. Incubus is also the name of a really good band. Also, I'll I'll send you a link. It's really good. <laughs> they have this one song that was really popular. In is like it like um, two thousand eight, maybe two thousand nine? Was it like alternative? Yeah. They're kind of like a rock band. I don't know. I'll and the, anyways. Okay. Yeah, Incubus. <laughs> I just I just looked at Incubus is a man. Oh. Okay. A male demon though, not a male spirit. So. A demon. Yeah. Hmm. But so speaking of fucking a, a ghost, <laughs> an actress named Lucy Liu, ah. which is she's an actress who's been seen on Ally McBeal and Kill Bill. She got did a, Charlie's Angels too. She did the remake. Yeah. Oh. With Drew Barrymore. You know, there's Cameron a new Char- uh, Charlie's Angels coming up no with Ariana Grande and, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And we're, so, yeah. Back, and we're back to Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande. Okay, Always ends up being Ariana Grande. Um, so she said she got close to a ghost once. Very close. <laughs> she claims to have had sex with a ghost. So in an interview with Us Weekly, she said, I was sleeping on my futon and some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. Didn't fuck her. Made love to her. Oh, that's sweet. That's, yeah. I think. I don't know. Are you jealous? Uh, of her fame and fortune, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm guessing this is before the fame and fortune because sleeping on a futon is more of a me now type thing. <laughs> I was going to say, it's definitely Hollywood actor. Yes. <laughs> He's still trying to make it. I knew, uh, uh, well, I didn't know. I saw on TV a woman who wanted to be an FX makeup artist. And she's like, I literally sleep in someone's laundry room on a, on a futon because that's what I can afford in LA. <laughs> the house, that's that New York City too. Yeah. Um, but she goes, it's sheer bliss. I felt everything. I climaxed. Oh. And then he floated away. Something came down and touched me and now it watches over me. So... At least some sort of male can make a girl come, so that's good. Don't be too vulgar. <laughs> we have explicit on here. 
That is true. That I, is. Always, I always make sure it has a little E so people know there may be some slips. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm from Jersey. I'm dirty. Okay. Um, but speaking of dirty, um, I wonder if this is the same ghost. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying mm. to think. Do you think it's like, like a dead Hollywood ghost that just goes around banging hot like- <laughs> women? There's a lot of possibilities. You got James Dean. You got River Phoenix. Oh, James Dean was Heath so Ledger. hot. Like, he was hot. He was only in like three movies. I know, but two or he, three movies. But he was like, he was gonna be the next big thing. He was already a big thing. Well, you know the story about his car, right? What do you mean? His car like disappeared. He like died in a car crash yeah. or something, and, yeah. they, and the car like they never found it or something. What? But they found him. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. So he he definitely I died though. On him like a bunch of years ago. James Dean may still be alive, ladies. You no, still might have a chance. Uh, well, but, like it, so is the Zodiac killer. That doesn't mean we want to see him. <laughs> I'd rather see James Dean, though. Uh, anyway. Well, he doesn't look like James Dean anymore. That's true. But, yeah, so two celebrities uh, had sex with a ghost. You guys can take that information as you'd like. But, uh, yeah. If you are a celebrity with a, with a uh, sex with a ghost ghost story, email us at... Just coolie things podcast at gmail.com. That was a nice whisper. Thanks. That was I felt soothing. Like, I felt like jazzing it up a little. All right. My next one is literally this is an interview with a website called stuff.com. Stuff? I've never heard of this website, and I feel like I should have because it's such a good name for a website. Stuff. I think I'm going to add that to the list because um, every now and then when we're looking for something, and we go through articles because we don't want to just do Reddit, even though we usually do. There's a couple that I check for, like, external links. So, like, Daily Mail has a mm-hmm. lot of links to other websites. But I'm just going to go straight to stuff.com next time. Okay. So, Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So, it says here his sighting was in an apartment he and his wife had Um in an area called Courtney Place in Wellington, New Zealand. And it was across from the St. James Theater. That sounds like a haunted theater. That just sounds like... That just sounds like there's a bunch of dead spirits in there. Trip to New Zealand. Um, Anyways. (laughs) I definitely will go. Go to the Hobbit holes. Just hang out. I fit right in there. You'd be a little too tall. Anyways, I woke up one morning and there was a figure in the room. She was very scary. She had a screaming face, very accusatory. She was a lady about 50 years old. I thought I heard something in the other room. That might have been lucky. I think it was. It was terrifying, actually. A very scary image. And she was at the edge of the bed or, and she glided across the room and disappeared into the wall. I sat in bed and thought... Have I really seen that? And then Fran came in, Fran's wife. Okay. I told her about the first thing. I, I told her about it, and the first thing she said was, was it the woman with the screaming face? Ooh. Fran had seen the same woman in the same room about two years before. Wow. They, yeah. So apparently, and this is a little look into my future, apparently <laughs> when the St. James Theater was being restored a few years ago, people talked about the legend of the woman who committed suicide after being booed off stage after a bad <laughs> show in vaudeville days. Oh, my God. Oh. That's me. <laughs> that was you waiting too long to reply back to a fake text. <laughs> <laughs> 
podcast and Jackie's boo. <laughs> Haunting the casting director's studio apartment. <laughs> so they say she manifests herself in the theater with a screaming face, and sometimes she's seen around the same ghost. She needs to learn to smile a little. Put on a happy face. Maybe that's the act she was doing, and they were like, we know you're lying. Why the fuck you lie? <laughs> Seriously, like, that's, I could see that happening. Like, getting, you remember, like, well, not do you remember, because we weren't alive, but, like, the hook thing. Yeah. And they, like, yank you off stage. I kind of want that to happen to me one day. Yeah, well, if you want to switch places. <laughs> we'll just go to, like, an open mic night. And they, yeah. They don't have you a can hook. Pull the, you can pull the, we have to get, get bring our own hook, and then you pull me off stage. They could lasso us with a mic cord or just kind of poke at us with a mic stand until we leave. <laughs> Be like... Ma'am, ma'am, you're not funny at all. No, <laughs> Please stick to your podcast. Yeah. Okay. So my next story is from Marilyn Manson. Ooh. Yes. So, oh, I saw him on Celebrity Ghost Stories. I yes. This is the same this one. This is exactly what it is. Okay. So the wild rocker himself has claimed that he has some experiences of his own. He explains... A movie like Paranormal Activity, I watched that and felt condes- uh, condescended to or insulted because I've had more scary, more frightening, and more interesting and believable experience happen that I can't explain. I think they're encouraged by my interest in things that maybe you shouldn't look into. I remember early when I was a kid, I visited one of my great-grandparents' homes, which now in retrospect seemed like a picnic outside of the funeral home. They were super old. One of them eventually died. I remember going upstairs um, in their house and hearing super scary noises like talking. Originally, I thought maybe it was a car, it was a car, radio, something coming from the street, but there was nothing there. It wasn't like they lived on a busy street or anything. He be- um, Manson continues by saying, people's energy stays with things that they were once attached to during this life. And I think that... Um, when you're experiencing something paranormal, it's not necessarily a ghost, but it's the the person that passed energy that's yeah. still there. Which we've talked about haunted objects on the show, so that yeah. makes complete sense. And I 100% agree with what he's saying. You know, when I saw him on Celebrity Ghost Stories, he actually had something different. Really? He, had, he was like in high school with a bunch of people, a bunch of friends, and they were all like, ooh, dark, scary, goth. Like, I mean, it's Marilyn fucking Manson. Yeah. Um... And they went to, like, this abandoned house and, like, either there was a pentagram or they drew a pentagram and, like, lit candles and tried to have a seance and just weird shit started happening. Mm. And he's, like, and, and, like, played with a Ouija board or something. Just, like, the typical bullshit teenager yeah. stuff. And it was him and his group of friends and they left and he was, like, never again. Never again. And that was when he was a little, so, but oh. between these two, yeah, he's... I actually, um, before you get to your, this is your last story, right? Yes. I just have one small little story I want to add in here. Mm-hmm. But this is actually Cynthia Rowley. She's a fashion oh, designer. I saw that one. Uh, yes. This is also from Celebrity Ghost Stories. And very short, little brief experience. She said that she um, had a true story straight out of a scary movie. She'd often see an apparition of a woman wearing a scarf over her face in her Really creepy Greenwich, Connecticut house. And then her house actually caught on fire. Here's the twist. The Greenwich 
fire chief told Rowley that the woman who used to live in the mansion was a Diamond March heiress who had been badly disfigured in a fire in her father's match factory. Coincidence or not? (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's why she was wearing a scarf to cover her disfigured face from the fire. That makes a lot of sense. Creepy, right? Did she do like a whole collection of scarves after? That would be so awesome. I don't know. I don't really follow synth. I, you know, actually, one of my friends just went to her uh, show for New York Fashion Week, and I did not see any scarves. She That's does surf, bullshit, though. Cynthia. Come on, Cynthia, you could have capitalized on that big time. And if you need someone, if uh, if you design, I was talking to Rebecca about Fashion Week, and I said, um, if you get invited to any shows that are sweatpants and t-shirts, I will fit <laughs> right in. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you can rock that. <laughs> you would definitely rock the like. The uh, boutique esque sweatpants. I call we gotta bring hobo juicy chic. sweatpants back. Hobo chic. Sweater. Hobo yes, chic. juicy sweatpants. Ah, <sighs> throwback. Okay. So this is my last one, and this is another director. So this is John Waters. Mm-hmm. So you know. He's the guy with the weird mustache looking guy, Absolutely. Right? Yes. Iconic. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, John Waters actually um, was like the cr- like creator, creator, I guess, of hairspray. So it wasn't originally um, a musical, a bro- it wasn't a Broadway musical or a movie musical, it was just a movie. And I actually did not know that. Yeah, it was really good. Um, and he did, he did a bunch of other stuff. Have you ever heard of the drag queen Divine? No. So um, they actually did uh, some, like, beauty YouTuber or something, did a Divine eyeshadow palette. Oh, that's so and cool. And if you look it up, that's Divine's eyes. Um, and fun fact... John Waters, like he does like cameos for shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. The flasher, when she goes, here's the flasher, the flasher. Mm-hmm. in the hairspray movie, that's John Waters. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Mm-hmm. That's so that's John Waters. And the pictures that you guys see of Johnny Depp when he's like a greaser mm-hmm. or whatever, that's from his movie Crybaby. Okay. Which I love. But it ruined. It actually ruined like getting like blood work done and everything because they have the scene. <laughs> they have the scene where they're all oh god, vaccine. I'm gonna be a little controversial where they're like vaccinating them, mm-hmm. and they have these like two foot long needles, and it's supposed uh, to like be like they're sticking them into their arm or whatever. And he just that's when he has like the single tear drop down uh, his face. Yeah, that's what that's from. Okay, wait. Sorry. Before you get into this, hairspray. Nikki Blonsky, the girl that played yeah. the main character. So you know, like you don't really hear anything about her anymore. You're like, yeah. oh, whatever, I'm Nikki Blonsky. I saw on this article recently, like when it was like, oh, celebrities, you may not hear from what they're mm-hmm. doing now. She's now a hairstylist. I love that right? for her. Right? I just thought that was so cool. She like has like a normal job now, yeah. and it's a hairstylist, and she was the lead in Hairspray. Hairspray, okay. honestly, is one of my favorite shows I've done. So, oh my god, I've never done Hairspray. I would have loved to. I love the soundtrack that you did. My favorite show, Grease. Okay. I played Marty, and there's a there's a song that I did called "Friday My Love." That, I love it. Yes, but like in the movie, it's not. Like, it's not. Yeah, me. but in the musical, it is, and I absolutely loved performing that number. And I thought Marty was a cool character. So I remember years of years ago, years ago, going to see you in like a review that your high school did. Oh yeah, like the Snow Princess. Yes. With your oh my god, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> oh All my right. god, yeah. So this is John Waters. 
So he says, I thought I was too cool to believe in ghosts, but one thing happened that I have never really been able to understand. So, or to ex- able to explain. Sorry, I read the wrong thing. <laughs> so this happened in the 1950s when he was about 10 to 12 years old. He was at a summer camp called Happy Hollow. Mmm, that sounds super haunted. Happy Hollow is so ominous. So ominous. What, what could possibly go wrong? I'm like, oh, we both okay. thought that. I just looked at you and I saw the you little, saw like, I saw the sparkle. You saw a click. What could possibly go wrong? Anyways, so there were only, it was a small camp. And okay. not everyone would sleep over. Only some kids slept over. Okay. Um, and this is, of course, in Baltimore, Maryland in the 50s. Good morning, Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he says that there was a counselor, one of the counselors, his name was Robin, and he got really close to him, and I think they were like, he was his favorite counselor. And he looked up to him and everything, and he says once a year for their overnight campers, they uh, had an overnight hike, and it was something that you'd look forward to every year, and all three cabins wet. So it was kids from about age 6 to 12. Okay, wow. And so, uh, and we had our whole kits with us, our sleeping bags, our canteen with water, our flashlights, and we started to hike through the woods, past the swimming pool, the route that we knew. But we kept going deeper and deeper into the woods, and we had never been this far because you only got to do it once a year. So they set up their tents and they build a campfire and then they start cooking their hot dogs and eating marshmallows and it continues to get darker. And then Robin, the counselor, starts telling ghost stories. Uh, This this sounds so cool. I know. This sounds so cozy. This is like the classic summer camp. Yes. So he says in this one story, this one ghost story he started telling was basically the soul or the ghost of a Billy Whitehead. It was the story about how this one camper had vanished and died on one of the hikes. They had covered it up and said that he had drowned when he went looking for crayfish, which is something we did in nature course. Mm. Every year, the spirit would cry out to the other kids that came on this hike every year to hear him, to notice him, that his spirit was still there. (laughs) And he goes, he goes, well, I thought bullcrap. I didn't believe it for one minute, but I listened to the story as Robin told it and kind of rolled my eyes and looked at him. And as the story ended, it got dark. The campfire kind of came to an end and they said time to go to bed. So everyone gets in their little sleeping bags and it's really dark and everybody's finally quiet. The lights, the campfire's all gone and it is pitch dark. And I mean, really pitch dark. Mm. And then he goes on to say that there was complete silence. Everybody's trying to sleep, but there really is no silence in the woods in the middle of the night. You just realized how far you are, how far away you are from your parents and from safety. So everybody's silent for a long time, trying to go to sleep. And then you hear one of the middle kids call out for Joe, who was another counselor. He's kind of a square and we made fun of him like Pat Boone and stuff. (laughs) But he didn't answer, and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. And then another camper yelled out for Kevin, one of the other counselors, and he didn't answer either. And then another person yelled out for Robin, and he didn't answer. There was more silence, longer and longer. And then the younger kids start freaking out. Where are the counselors? Like, they're supposed to be here to protect us. Where are they? 
uh, pitch black. There's some of these kids are like six, seven years old, right? And then they heard a noise. They saw in the distance some kind of light running through the woods. And then mm. there's more noise, which he said was kind of a devilish, scary noise. And it was kind of in a different direction. And it was like someone running. Kids would say, look over there. And they wouldn't see it. And then they'd say, oh, look over there. So they look in a different direction, but nobody's quite sure. Nothing was on long enough. None of the kids at the same time could all look at it. Mm-hmm. So imagine, like, you're being stormed by a bunch of four-year-olds, or four-year-olds, 14-year-olds with flashlights, and they're running, and you can hear the chatter, but you can also hear weird noises, and everyone's like, shit, look over there, but before everyone could look, right? So everyone's losing their shit. And then they heard this thud right in the camp, and the kids freaked out. Some of the little kids... Then started crying. Everyone's, everyone's still in their sleeping bag. Nobody got out. That's when the terror was at the peak. Maybe the ghost had grabbed the counselors. Maybe they had been dragged off. Nobody knew. I hear this movement in the distance, and I hear the noise, and I recognize the voice. It's Robin. Okay. They're caught. And in my mind, my fear level goes to zero. They start yelling. He runs, and then uh, they all start yelling. At them, like, what are you guys doing? Why would you do this? Yeah. And uh, John goes and he chases after Robin. Like, you know, why didn't you include me? Like, this could have been so fun. I could have helped. I really could have scared them. Right? Feeling kind of left out and everything. As he's chasing after him, he gets into the woods. And he says, I got into the woods and I see this thing that is completely different. It is obviously not a flashlight and it is not rock. Oh, shit. And it has no form really, but it's a white light and it zooms down. And it was very quick. I realized that it is not the counselors. This was something that I've never seen before ever in my life. It was a face and it was a face of an older man and it has an odor. Oddly, the odor of powdered sugar, Hmm. which is, when I read this, it's funny because I don't really think powdered sugar has much of a smell. I think like baby powder, maybe it's because when you go to smell powdered sugar, it just goes up your nose. Yeah, I I couldn't, I couldn't explain what the smell of powdered sugar is. Yeah. But you know, you, you do you, John Walkers. Anyways, it looked at me and I saw an older man's face. It was familiar. It wasn't hostile. It looked at me kind of understandingly, but I should have been screaming. I don't know why I wasn't completely freaked out by this. I froze and looked at it in wonderment, certainly, and in excitement. I was raised Catholic, Catholic, so was this a guardian angel? Okay. John Waters listened to our episode on yeah. angels. It weirdly brought a calmness to me, and then is when I saw Robin the counselor, and I saw a look of terror in his face. Suddenly, the uh, he looks at. They both look at the man's face, right? And the teeth popped out one by one. Oh god! But not. He said it wasn't like really in a row. He said the way he explained it, and this is from Celebrity Ghost Stories. Mm -hmm. So you watch it, and the way he was was saying over here and over here and over here. But I can't really write down the words over here to read to you guys on the podcast because you can't see. So to explain what he was kind of acting out was that like maybe it was like a molar and then a front tooth and they were all just yeah. falling out one by one. Sounds like a horrible dream. Yeah, right? So it says he was freaked 
freaked. It says that he said Robin was freaked. He felt terror, but I didn't feel terror. And I kind of knew that I would never feel frightened by anything again. But when I looked at Robin's face, I knew that he would never not <laughs> be frightened. It just kind of came, happened, came into focus, hovered, and was gone. And he says <clears throat> they went back. Uh, they all, all the campers went to bed. The next morning, they didn't say anything. <clears throat> He doesn't think any of them really told their parents. <clears throat> Sorry. But um, the next summer, Robin never came back. Wow. Robin never came back to camp. Huh. So well, there you go. That's, that gave me a bit of a false ending, too, because I was like, oh, was the counselors playing a trick? But then I was thinking, why would it still be on Celebrity Ghost Stories? Yeah. So and, those lights were... And also, how do you... There's no real way of seeing all, someone's teeth all come out. And, yeah. yeah. And how could you run that fast? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? How could... It just... It wouldn't... I don't know. It, it wouldn't have worked out. But it's funny. When they were... Uh, when he was explaining finding the glowing face in the woods and feeling really calm in a stressful situation, I literally pictured Harry Potter... <laughs> Which one is it? Um, Prisoner, is it Prisoner of Azkaban? Where he sees the deer Patronus and he says, I saw myself, but mm. it's actually his dad mm. or whatever. Yeah. But, and, but he sees it in the woods when they go back in time. I think, yeah, it's... Um, I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah. That's what the third I one? should know. I should know. I love it. My friend threw me a Harry Potter birthday party and I'm just panicking under the pressure <laughs> of having to know. But no, yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is. Um... It is Prisoner of Azkaban. So, anyways, that that's what I pictured there yeah. was, that scene of, like, the glowing. Also, when you if you watch the video, you can find them online. Um, the glowing face was blue, which is also kind of the aurora, the, the aura, not aurora, the aurora. <laughs> the aurora borealis. The, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, actually, I have one more story. Mm, real quick. I thought, well, do you know, real quick, do you know what your Patronus is? I don't know. What is a Patronus? A Patronus is like your... I guess like a spirit animal. Is you can a, take the official quiz online, and you can also get like your... What's um, your spirit house. animal? So my... Well, my Patronus is a mongrel dog. I love that. So like a, a mutt, and I'm like, yeah, that's actually Sounds about right. And then my house is Slytherin. Ooh, you know what? When I went to California, and they had the sorting <gasps> hat... What did you get? Slytherin. Hey! Literally, I went, and... They put the hat on me, and the hat went, like, as soon as, like, it didn't even touch my head, like, Slytherin. I was, like, I felt so, so Draco funny. Malfoy in that That's moment. so funny. But then, I was, like, you know what? It's bullshit. I was happy anyway, but obviously, I want to be Gryffindor, because he doesn't want to be Gryffindor. Yeah. But then I went back, and I was, like, hmm, let me test this out. Then, all of a sudden, I sit down again. They put the sorting hat on me. Got Slytherin again. I'm, like, you know what? I'm meant to be in Slytherin. That's so true. Before I was into Harry Potter, my mom and I, um, my parents, actually, my my dad and brother were uh, in L.A. for a Lord of the Rings convention. Oh, wow. It's all coming together <laughs> um, for a Lord of the Rings convention. And my mom and I went to Universal, too, in L.A. Mm-hmm. And my mom got Hufflepuff, of okay. course. And, it, and I remember it went, hmm, Hufflepuff. <laughs> and then it was my turn. I sat down and he went, hmm, Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Who are you with? What did they get? Um, with my dad, I think he got Hufflepuff, actually. That's I accurate. think. 
Um, but yeah, no, I went at that time. I think it was just my dad. I think, yeah. I don't know. It was like a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Anyways, my last story is with the dearly departed Carrie Fisher. Don't and make me feel, Rebecca. I know, but this is actually it's interesting. So. Um, she had described uncanny events on celebrity ghost stories that occurred when her good friend, which was a Republican uh, strategist, R. Gregory Stevens, visited her in her L.A. home. Stevens stayed in her bed overnight. Tragically, when Fisher awoke, she saw that he died overnight at the age of 42. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. In the time after the tragedy, she felt Stevens' presence linger in her house. She would often greet his ghost. She says it was like the house was heavier. You'd walk in the air and there was like it was like liquid almost, she said. And then noises followed. Lights would go on and off, and this talking toy machine I had would go off at night by itself in my closet. It was I was a nut for a year and in that year I took drugs again because of like how crazy everything had been. Mm. So this obviously wasn't included in the celebrity ghost stories, but I just remember hearing about this, and it's paranormal, and I think that it's interesting to bring up to finish up this episode. So she passed away December 27th of 2016 due to cardiac arrest. She was young. Mm-hmm. She was young. Um, and so that was December 27th, 2016. The next day on December 28th, 2016, her mother, Debbie Reynolds, died of a stroke. That's understandable, though. Imagine losing your child. Yeah. But, like, it's insane. Like, the day after, and just out of nowhere, has a stroke. True. The fact that it was a stroke and not, like, heart yeah. failure. That but I'm not even a thousand percent sure if the mom knew that her daughter had passed away yet. I'm not a hundred percent sure because, like, I'm not sure if there was, like, a time lapse. And I know that Carrie Fisher was in the hospital for a while because of the cardiac arrest. Because I think she had it on a plane or something. Yeah. And no, she passed she, away, and she did. Like a, with, it was within a few days. Yeah, I yeah. She, so Debbie um, Reynolds passed away too. The day after, yeah, which is crazy. I do really think that people can die from a broken heart. I, think I that's believe so. Thing. I think so. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. On that note, um, thank you so much for listening to our episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories. I actually thought this is a really cool subject, and the more that we did our research, I definitely would love to do like a part two to this. Yes, please. So if you guys want a part two, definitely email us at... Just Ghouly Things... Can I do this in a British accent? Go for it. Just Ghouly Things... Wait, no, that's awful. Just Ghouly Things Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> There's like marbles in your mouth a little bit. I was yeah. Just coolly things podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't know. You know what we need? We need someone that's like um, a listener of ours that has a British accent and just have them say just coolly things podcast at gmail.com well, the and then is, just put it in. I can do a pretty good British accent. It's not when the I'm worst. Just fucking around, you know? It's not like, the worst. Oh no, go. But now it's bad. You're under pressure. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the social media, shall we? And say it all in a British accent. All right. We'll test. Okay. That was like Australia okay. does. Okay. Yeah, now I'm Australian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Twitter, J- uh, JGT Podcast. Facebook, 
Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And again, if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share with us, please email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, Boo Thanks. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to Boo later. Goodbye. Goodbye.